Hello, and welcome to the movie room. This is Sports Center. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. What is up? It's Nico here along with Dan Pablo Escobar, the man. Dan Pablo Escobar, Pecans, and D's. D's. I was going to say it. I was going to say, you know, he's going to say, but can't do that, man. Yep. You never know what I'm going to say. Really? <laughs> And today we want to welcome you back to the 20th episode of the Movie Room Podcast. The Big 20. Big 2-0. It's like 2020 all over again, but uh, for the podcast. we don't talk about no, that. No, we don't talk about that. And today we have a special episode for you guys. It's one of me and Daniel's favorites. It's up there for sure. It's a banging film. It's got Mr. Tom Hanks. Uh, everything goes back to Tom Hanks. Mr. Leonardo Leo. DiCaprio. Miss, Miss, Amy yeah, you're Adams. right. Miss yeah. a- Amy Adams. She's awesome. Mister Christopher Walken. Mister Martin Sheen. <laughs> Mister Chris. Dude, this has a pretty, pretty damn good cast. Directed and produced by Steven Spielberg the himself. Spielbergs, the, the Bergs of Spiel. From a screenplay by Jeff Nathanson. I d- I don't know who that is. It well, he wrote "Catch Me If You Can." <laughs> All right, there, there we go. That's how I know him. All right, there we go. It's based uh, on Catch Me If You Can by Frank Abagnale Jr., the real author of not the book. Abagnale, not Abagnale. Abagnale. <laughs> you got to get it right. Abagnale, Abagnale. Man, this guy was awesome. I mean. I mean, if you think about it. For he's his a harm- genius, man. They're pretty harmless crimes. Yeah, not really. really. I mean, they are, but they aren't. Uh, they're they not harm, causing they anybody harm the harm. Banks. Yeah, they're losing the, yeah. But honestly... The banks have a lot of money. Some people don't have a lot of money. Why not take some back? You know what I'm saying? I mean, this but. this movie was made in 2002 Ooh. on a budget of $52 million. It made $352 million. Well, you know what? I call that a, a success. That's definitely a blockbuster success. Definitely. It, it's it was though. produced and distributed by DreamWorks after going through a lot of development. The development started from Frank Abagnale oh. selling his film rights in 1980 for Jeez. his bi- bio- autobiography. According to Abagnale, producers Norman Lear and Bud Yorkin purchased the film rights after seeing him on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. <laughs> Johnny Carson. <laughs> Johnny Carson. <laughs> hey, I thought you were going to be taller. <laughs> Two years later, they sold the rights to Columbia Pictures, who in turn sold what the rights to producer Hal Barlett. Barlett. And business partner Michael J. Lasky hired Stephen Coons to write and sc- uh, write the screenplay, but Barlett died before the project found a distributor. Wow. Yeah, sad. The rights were sold to Hollywood Pictures, a division of Disney. Disney owns everything. Disney does you. own everything. Jeez, <laughs> Hulu, ESPN. And when the project oh went into gosh. turnaround, the rights were again sold to Bungalow, 78 Productions, a division of TriStar Pictures. What? From there, it was presented to Steven Spielberg at DreamWorks Pictures. 
According to Daily Verity, executive producer Michael Shane purchased the film rights in 1990 for Paramount Pictures. By December of 97, Barry Kemp purchased the, and the film rights from Shane, bringing the project to DreamWorks, where it eventually wow. has became a movie. Final- so it went through like seven studios. Thank the Lord, it finally became a movie, because it's so good. Yeah, but it was like... A, uh, it came to DreamWorks with Jeff Nathanson writing the script. By April 2000, David Fincher was attached to direct. What? Yeah. Can you imagine how, like, the, do you think it'd be oh, different? This whole cast uh, was different. What? Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that in a second Oh, here. my God. David Fincher was attached that. to direct over the course of a few months, but dropped out in favor of Panic Room. Is a different movie that he did. In July 2000, Leonardo DiCaprio had entered discussions to star with Gore Verbinski to direct. Gore. He sounds... Spielberg yeah. signed on as a producer, and filming was set to begin in March of 2001. Ooh, what happened? So the, in the casting of this, Ver, Verbinski cast James Gandolf... Gandolfin? Gandolfini? Yeah, G- Gandolfini as Carl what? Hanready. What? And Ed Harris as Frank Abagnale Sr. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're telling me that James Gandolfini from The Sopranos was going to be... What? He was supposed to be Carl Hanready. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's so strange. Ed Harris as Frank Abagnale Sr. (laughs) Wow. Uh, But that didn't happen. And uh, Chloe Savingly as Brenda Strong. What the... What the heck, man? Yep. What? Uh, Verbinski dropped out because of DiCaprio's commitment to Gangs of New York, which he was in. Lassie Hailstrom was in negotiations to direct by May of 2001, but dropped out in July. Yep. A lot of shit happened before this movie was was finally taken off. Finally, though. Mind you, this is 21 years in the making so far, because they bought the rights in 1980. 21 years. This movie could have came out in the 80s. I'm glad it didn't. Well, I shouldn't say that. So then eventually, uh, the search for um, Sevingly's replacement as Brenda Song lasted months, but Amy Adams was eventually cast. Finally, she's so good. She's really good, and she's so cute in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's cute in general. Uh, Spielberg loved her tape, and producer Walter Parks commented that she was as fresh as and honest as anyone we'd seen, which was the element in that role. That's, yeah. That's what... That's perfect, they said. actually. Definitely. She's, yeah. Then Christopher Walken was cast as Frank Abagnale Sr. Dude, following Park and Park's t- uh, suggestion that Martin Sheen played Roger Strong as he had intimidating presence, Spielberg said. Yeah, he did. I mean, Martin Sheen's kind of freaky. He wanted a French actress to, to portray Paula Abagnale to stay true to the facts. Yeah. He said that he asked for the help from Brian De, De Palma who was living in Paris at the time. He did tests with several actresses, such as uh, Nathalie, Bay, Nathalie Bay, who eventually got the role. Damn. Spielberg had seen Jennifer Gardner as uh, on Alias and offered her the small role. That's like the model that he... Oh, that's yeah. Jennifer Gardner. I looked at her, I was like, Dude. is that Jennifer Gardner? I was like, Dude. she is in this. She's, I love Jennifer Gardner. She's very attractive to me. And then filming began in January of 2002, but then it was pushed back again to February 7th. It was filmed in Burbank, Downey, New York City, LA slash Ontario International Airport, which doubled for Miami International Airport. Quebec, 
City and Montreal. Huh. The film was shot in 147 locations in only 52 days. Wow. Yeah. That's a quick film. Like, geez. Leonardo DiCaprio said that scenes that would that he thought would take three days took an afternoon with Spielberg directing because he they Spielberg's so good at the fact we didn't even put him in our director's list yeah but he's definitely in our top five we only did totally. like our top three yeah well he's one of the goats but yeah but the way he directs is he'll block it out and be like he'll just let the characters run with the lines which yeah. is the way I would direct too oh yeah it's um, just like this is what I want happen hit your marks here but have fun with it play with it play yeah. into your character and that's what he did so then it only took 52 days that's really short anyways let's just get right into the plot it's banging this plot <laughs> is banging <laughs> <laughs> it starts off in 1963 with teenager frank abagnale and he lives in new, new rochelle new york new rochelle with his father frank abagnale senior and his French mother Paula. Yeah, French Paula. She. Yeah. I think the. I really like Christopher Walken. As the well, dad. it really starts. Yeah. With him in prison. Yeah. It. it then this is go. Then it flashes. Flashes back, back to 1963. Yeah. So it really starts with him in, in a. What is it? I think it's a French prison. Yeah, pretty. In at Christmas time. Is it a French? Maybe it is. Yeah, yeah, you're it right. Is. It is the French prison, and then. Uh, he's like, well, we're going to take you home, Frank. We're going to get you home. Tomorrow morning, Frank. Tomorrow, Tomorrow morning. morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carl Han ready. <laughs> Carl Han ready, played by Tom Hanks. He's like, well, tomorrow morning, Frank. We're going to get you there. And he's like, let me go home. And he escapes like three times. Yeah, man. This man does not. Dude. The way he escapes from the plane later I on. Know. Oh, my goodness. I, I want to know if that's realistic. How realistic I want to read is. his book. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to read his book. Yeah, man. But so it starts off. He's in the the French prison. And he's like getting beat. And he's in isolation, which was one of his sentences. Like his final sentence was twelve years, and like recommended of isolation the whole time. I wonder why. Because uh, if he was in the general population, he'd figure a way out. Facts. You're right. He because he escaped like five times. Damn man, he. That's why it's called Catch Me If I You think Can. He's just a genius, honestly. Yeah. Wow. So his family, uh, then it cuts back to 1963 and he's a teenager, Frank Abagnale. Um, his, his father, Frank senior encounters tax problems with the I IRS Yeah, and the family is forced to move from their large home to a small apartment. One thing I will say, I think he learns his swindling from his dad. Oh yeah. Cause yeah. he's like, my son needs a, needs a, <laughs> needs a, a suit. Needs a suit. My, listen, my mother just died <laughs> out of nowhere. We really need this. We close. We open in at night or whatever she says. <laughs> we open in thirty minutes. <laughs> Come back in thirty minutes. Miss. I can't help you, <laughs> ma'am. Did you drop this? It looks like you dropped this. Like Must right have slipped right neck. off your neck. So good. And he, yeah, he does learn all his tricks from his dad. Freaking. The best thing is the best line is when he says, "Well, you know why the Yankees always win." Because everybody's focused on their pinstripes. It's facts, though. Well. Now I was like, well, it's, it was facts back it then. It was facts back then. Yeah. He's like, Cause they, no, it's because they have Mickey Mantle. <laughs> nope. Nope. Because they focus on the pinstripes. He's like, is it? Is it because of Mickey Mantle? <laughs> he questions everything. Uh, this Basically, the movie starts off like that. He goes 
they they go to a small apartment and then Frank has to transfer to public school because he was in private school. Mm-hmm. He gets in trouble when he poses as a French teacher for, the, I, for dude, his I would first love day. To do something like that, man. Yeah, to be like, like where were you? <laughs> it's like, I was in class. What are you talking about? I, I would definitely like want to be like a history teacher. Oh, yeah, like Mr. Oldhouse? Yeah. I'd be, be him for a day. I'd be a, yeah, just let me be the history teacher for a day. Yeah. I'll teach you about some stuff. Well, maybe not today i feel like it'd be hard to teach history today you know no, you just teach the same thing well, you teach about the wars you, you don't need uh, l- listen we don't need freaking french history facts in america like yeah, listen like, i don't care we beat the french four times western civil western civ oh jeez, worst class ever what, what is anyway, that? let's get back on topic yeah. Sorry about that. so shortly after he gets in trouble there frank discovers that his mother is having an affair with his father's friend Jack Barnes, this part made me pissed off. Yeah, just because Mister Abignale Senior wasn't getting the money anymore, his wife decides to go off and sleep with Jack Barnes. Yeah, she like, was following that? the money. Yeah, man. not the love. Yeah, like because they were dancing in the beginning on Christmas, uh, and, and they're having a good time. And then and that's where he he Frank Junior sees how like love is. Yeah, and then love's tarnished when he. Sees his mother freaking just cheating. <sighs> that cheating. cheating. Cheating bastard. Oh, man. And then his parents defor- divorce. Frank runs away. I mean, hey, I don't blame him. It's I ho- pretty crazy, though. Like, he's just, you know, I'm 16, you know, you're you're in New York City, and you're like, I'm running away. <laughs> so, yeah, really, though. Can you, I can't imagine what it would be like doing he, that. He but. needed money, yeah. so he turns to confidence scams to survive. Which is, I, I guess, mean, hey, he's really confident. Yeah, really. He, he con, his cons grow bolder. He impersonates an airline pilot for Pan Am payroll. Are you my deadhead? <laughs> Freaking, uh, she's like uh, <laughs> oh. the woman. What, what, what is that? You know my anyway. Yeah, are sorry. you my deadhead? Are you my deadhead. He's oh, like, you're dead. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> oh, jeez. Exactly. How do you get one of those? He he poses as a newspaper writer to get in on the the airline like guy, the head of the airline, to interview him. And he's, he's like, "How?" He's like, "Well, they make fifty five thousand dollars a year." <laughs> he's telling him, "Where do you get your suit from? How do I get one of? Oh, I can't give you one of these. <laughs> Here, you can have this. It's expired." He gives him one of the licenses, dude. Just they're randomly just setting them up for success. They're yeah. just letting them in. So you can't get mad when all these guys, like the Pan Am guys, like you gave it to him. Yeah, I mean he was deceive deceiving you, yes, but but like lying's not a crime. No, that's not a law. It's only a law. Of, uh, it's morally wrong. It's a moral law. Yeah, but, but it's it, not a physical law. No. Oh, so, man. so you know what? Technically, I, in this part, he did nothing wrong. It's Pan Am's but, fault. But when he started pa- <laughs> impersonating, that's wrong. Yeah, that's against I mean, the law. Yeah, you can't. You know, that's like. Stealing someone's identity. So he, identity. I think it was like over two thousand flights. He got to do. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, he did this for years, from nineteen sixty three when he started to nineteen sixty nine when he got captured. Can you imagine just taking all those flights everywhere? So that's what six years of just doing whatever he wanted. Um, I, he moved around the country. The, at what? At this I'm getting age, married, 16? daddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, get, I'm what? getting married, daddy. <laughs> Like, Back then, they still they called their dad's daddy. Yeah, at fucking sixteen. Oh, Hi, man. daddy. Hi, daddy. daddy. 
Daddy uh, doesn't get to touch mommy <laughs> for a very, very long time. Oh, man. Margo, dude, that's another Leo film. What the heck is yep. going on? All right. FBI agent Carl Hanready, he's in charge of the financial services for the FBI. Yeah. And he tracks Frank. Carl finds Frank at a hotel, which was funny. Uh, but Frank cons Carl into believing he is a Secret Service agent who is also after Frank. He escapes before Carl realizes he was fooled. This part in this movie, he walks Badass. in and Leo knows they're coming for him. <coughs> so Frank, I should say Frank, not Leo. His name's Frank in this yeah. movie. Frank realizes they're coming for him and he like goes in the bathroom and gets dressed, dresses in a suit and he... Uh, does his hair and stuff and he comes out and uh carl's in there he's like freeze he's like what are you talking about <laughs> uh, he was just here my partner's getting him right now uh we've been searching this guy for months what do you think you're not the only one who's tracking him just deceives him and actually you know honestly this is something i would try and do oh yeah if i was in that position i probably would have did the same thing he's smart though because he ripped off all the the labels of everything to make it you know what i mean you say, oh, he was already here. We just captured him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when that's like a little bit later into the film, it's like in the beginning when he first uh, sees. It starts. Yeah. yeah. They start chasing him and then he realizes that it's Frank and he throws him. He's like, hey. <laughs> he's like running out the window. Yeah. And he just runs away. And then he goes, buys a house. He becomes a doctor and. In oh my dude yeah in uh georgia no yeah they call him he said i'm special agent barry allen he's like, <laughs> yeah. that's the flash what what are you talking about kid the comic book the flash barry allen when he's not the flash he's barry allen <laughs> and he's like yeah. it's comic books he likes comic books he's and the yankees yeah. he's talking new york and he talked <laughs> about the yankees and that's how they freaking he finds that what a smart guy he was what deceiving him the whole time facts though he's basically he's a genius yeah, Carl was like, he captured him. Like, he's like, I knew it was you the whole time. I just let you go. I'm like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> Don't no, you lie didn't. Right there, like Carl. him on, what are you doing, Tommy or yeah, Carl? Sorry. Frank, be- he impersonates a doctor and he, he kills his name, Dr. Frank Connors, which is also another. It's yeah. in Spider Man. Is he? But it's Kirk Connors. Huh. The doctor, and that's where he gets the Connors wow. from, from Spider Man. Dude. Like knowledge, man. Knowledge is Frank, power. Uh, so now he's Doctor Connors. He falls in love with Brenda, a naive young hospital worker. Yeah. Frank yeah. asks asks Brenda's attorney father for permission to marry her. This part. So he's at the hospital. He's like be, like pretending to be the doctor, but he's not doing much. He's in the the back, like uh, doing his checks yeah. still. Which which kind of confused me. Why wouldn't you just take the salary? from the hospital maybe he's doing both right yeah actually maybe you know because yeah you know what i mean that would give you the less chance of getting caught yeah because then you have a revenue all the time or yeah. money coming to you all the yeah time. You it would have been way harder for them to track him because he changed his name to frank connors yeah and then and then i don't know it was just that that to me was like why wouldn't you just take the payroll checks take and the then, money and then just when they finally figure out, like, it's you. Dip. Dip. Yeah. Do what he's been doing. Yeah. Just keep making them checks. But, yeah, he, he asks Brenda 
to marry him. And he's like, I'll talk to your father. But she's like, I haven't talked to daddy in years. <laughs> he kicked me out. <laughs> oh, like, man. I'll talk to him and I'll... Yeah, his father... Like, I'll take it all away. Father's play, her father's played by Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen! He asks her permission to marry her. And he's like, who are you? Who are you really? You can fool her, but you can't fool me. He's like, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a doctor. He's like, I know you're not. You're a romantic like me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Like, he knows. He doesn't know. He's no, naive. No, he like, you think he knows. He's like, Yeah, oh, you right. think he knows. And he goes, you're a romantic <laughs> like me. He's uh, like, and then he's like, just ask me what you were going to ask me. How do you pass the bar exam? No, not that. <laughs> the other <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the other question. <laughs> he's so focused on keeping his con up, act up. Facts. Let me ask you something, Frank. How'd you pass the bar exam? How'd you cheat on the bar exam? He talks he's like, I didn't cheat. <laughs> with the help of his, with arranging to take this Louisiana state bar exam, because he says he wants to get out of medicine and become a lawyer, and he says yeah. he went to Berkeley. I he, mean, he didn't go to Berkeley, but his but her father went to Berkeley. He's like, wow, oh, the dog Berkeley. Yeah, you want was a uh, Anderson still there? Was he still teaching? Oh yeah, that old Anderson. Yeah. He's like he grumpy that little old dog of his or whatever. He's like, yeah, he always used to talk about his dog. What was his dog's name again? Uh oh, the the dog died. <laughs> yeah, he got out of that one. That's yeah. that's where I thought I was like, oh, he knows. He's lying to him. Yeah. He's like, are you sure about that? I literally just saw that dog the other day. He's like, yeah, I literally just saw that dog yesterday. What, uh, are, you, what are you talking what about? What are you talking about? You fucking idiot. <laughs> And then Frank takes the exam and passes. Becomes a lawyer. Yeah, man. Sustained. <laughs> Carl tracks Frank to his to his and Brenda's engagement party, but Frank escapes through the bedroom window Damn. before leaving the party. Dude. The amount of cash he leaves there, mind-blowing. No, he took the money. No, there was some that like fell out, though. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, he's like talking to Brenda. He's like, I'm not really. I'm 17. He's like telling him everything. <laughs> Frank, he's like, tell me your name. Frank Abagnale Jr. <laughs> Damn. Frank William Abagnale Jr. Dude, do you think that, um, do you think he, he looks older than 17 in this movie? But I think they do a really good well, yeah. job of him betraying. Just like John B, man. Young. Just like John B. He's 29. And he's playing <sighs> a 17 year old. He looks like he's 17, though. Well, yeah, I mean, he looks a little in older. the show, because yeah. they, they tell us he's 17. You're like, okay. 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 Yeah, whatever. It's like, mm. Then Frank escapes through the bedroom window. So that's two times he escapes. Escape. Before leaving the party, he, he asked Brenda to meet him at the Miami airport in two days. When? Two days? What time? 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like. And he's like, I love you. You love me, right? I love you. At the airport, Frank sees Brenda, and he's about to get out. And then he sees all these plain clothes agents. Yep. And, and he realizes she has given him up. He's like, no, Brenda. Yeah, no. that's sad. that part was sad, because I was like, he he actually did love her, I think. Oh, yeah, I did, too. He leaves Brenda and drives away. Man. Frank then reassumes his identity as the Pan Am pilot. And stages a false recruiting drive for stewardesses <laughs> at local colleges. He recruits eight women as stewardesses, conceals himself from Carl and all the other agents, and walks right through the airport without the steward with with the stewardesses. And he escapes on a flight to Madrid. 
dude this this guy so that's three times he's escaped the police literally has to be a a genius by conning them and yeah he calls the college he's like i'm here in town recruiting i'm a pilot for pan am i need a new store (laughs) oh man and then so years pass and it's it's 1967 now and carl eventually tracks down frank in his mother's hometown of what was that name it started with an m mon mon something tell please tell me you wrote it down mount richard <laughs> mount richard france frank is taken to a french prison where he he almost dies due to poor conditions carl takes frank on a flight back to the united states you need that eclair you gonna eat that can i have that eclair can i at least give me half no, give me half that eclair i'll tell you how i did pass the bar <laughs> And he eats it. I love when he says, uh, you want to hear a joke? <laughs> yeah. Knock, yo, knock. I was just thinking about Who's this. Who's there? Man. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Tom Hanks, man. Who thought, man? What a fucking tank. He, I forget that he's sorry in this movie. Sorry for cursing. Carl informs Frank that his father has died He fell down plane. the stairs at Grand Central. He fell down the stairs trying to catch a train. <laughs> no, daddy, no. No. So Frank, he goes in the... He goes into the bathroom and he escapes from the plane. He four. Un- he, that's four. He undoes the bolts <laughs> under the under the toilet. The toilet and he goes under. And he f- goes under the plane. What a genius! I'm telling you, this what an idea. Ge- <laughs> I gotta do this more often if I'm ever, you know. Uh, yeah. Fra- well, away. you wouldn't have fit through that toilet. Yeah, right. Me neither. So <laughs> I'd be like Mr. Uh, You'd be stuck. Mr. Fantastic, uh, uh, him up a little bit. <laughs> uh he get he escapes from the plane. He reaches the house of his now remarried mother. Oh man! To in a big house. It's a big house. Jack Burns, and he sees his little sister there. Who's your mommy? Points. <laughs> so sad, and he's like upset. And then he realizes he doesn't want to come in there and ruin yeah their life. So he just decides to surrender Damn. to Carl. So that's four times. He surrendered. Dude, this song or this movie, this scene, but like specifically has uh And it's always on Christmas, Christmas song, bro. Yeah. Which one? The, it's literally called the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. nuts. <laughs> that song. Yeah. <laughs> Roasting on an open, open fire. fire. Yeah, man. That's a banger, man. It's good. Anyway. He's eventually sentenced to twelve years in a maximum security prison. <sighs> without Bail without remorse. <laughs> really? No bail? No. Well, yeah, no bail. Wow. Bail's a thing that when you get that's before your sentence. Oh. You get go on bail. Oh. You can bail out of jail, but you can't bail out of prison. Oh. <laughs> it's like get out of jail free card. You need those in real life. Carl uh, occasionally visits Frank. During one visit, Carl shows him a fraud check from a case that he's working on. This is while Frank's in prison. Yeah. He comes and visits him. Because he really, he's grown in like a, a friendship with him. Oh, like you, a weird friendship. Totally, man. But actually, one of the things is people, uh, in the Laws of Power, I don't know if you ever read the book, 48 Laws of Power. I have that book. I have that book too. I'm, I just started reading it. Yeah. So in that book, they say to not trust your friends, but hire your enemies in the book. And that's like, because your enemies have more to prove to you. Oh shoot! Then your friends, because your friends don't care. <laughs> Damn, that's deep, man. So he, 
he hires his enemy yeah. after he shows Frank a fraudulent check. He's like, oh no, this. He tells him, oh, this is printed press. Like this, this guy's pretty good. Yeah. But you can tell. He's like, how can you tell? And he's like, she's like, they're rubbing it. My the numbers are off centered or something. And he's like, he just knows. Yeah. So then he hires Frank on for work release, and they said we have the power to get you out of jail, Frank. <laughs> Take this job. He takes the job and he hates the job. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you? You could tell that he was like hating the job. Wouldn't you hate the job too? Yeah, but he only had to do it for like seven years or something, something seven or like eight that. years. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's. I would is, rather is do he that job. Paid while doing it too. Yeah. Okay, take He's the out of, job, and it gets him out of prison. He's under the custody of the FBI. Damn. So the, the FBI has has full custody of him. Yeah. So he's basically like a minor again. But he pleaded, when he got arrested, he pleaded to uh, charge him as a minor, but they said no. Wow. Because he was 17 when he got... Oh, I mean... Oh, when his crimes were committed, he was 17. But yeah. I'm pretty sure he was like in his 20s when he got caught. Damn. That's crazy. Which the movie doesn't really do that. No. It kind of just jumps. Which, yeah. it's a long movie, so it kind of has to. Yeah, it's two hours. It's two What is it? Like two hours and 20 minutes? Yeah, something like that. So, what happens man while uh, he works for them what, what he happens? works for them on in the fraudulent department he immediately figures out that the bank teller was involved in the fraud that's how uh he did it impressed carl convinces the fbi to allow frank to serve the remaining of his sentence working with the fbi bank fraud unit frank agrees but soon grows uh restless of the tedious office work one weekend he prepares to fly as the air, an airline pilot again he is intercepted by Carl. Smart man. Who assures Frank that no one is chasing him. They discuss their next case. He basically, he tells him, go ahead, go, but nobody's chasing you this time. And he did that to get in, get in his head. Because yeah. at this point, he hired his enemy, like I said. And it, it goes back to the book. It's proven that he wanted to, he's like, God damn it. Now I have to gain his trust. So he had to come back. Yeah. So he, he just let him go. But so I think he did go fly, but he came back on Monday. Yeah, he's like, I'll see you Monday morning, Frank. <laughs> and he wait waits all day, and comes in like later in the day, like after lunch. Uh, and then the ending credits indicate that Frank has lived for twenty six years in the Midwest mm-hmm. with his wife, with whom he had three sons. That's the, cool. The credit also states that Frank. Uh, has built a successful living as one of the world's leading experts on bank fraud and forgery. Mm-hmm. And he is responsible for all the new FDIC checks that we now use today. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, because those are the most secure checks that, that yeah. he came up with them because he was the biggest con man ever Yeah, when it came to bank fraud. Think about how different the world is Yeah, because of this guy. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, at least America. At least America, yeah. I've well, t- I guess the world, too, because uh, like Chase were like, Bank oh, well. is the ones he ripped off, which I have a Chase Bank account. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think, let's let's give our ratings. Oh, well. Out of 10. Easy eight for me. Yeah. Maybe eight and a half. I, we were maybe. talking about this before we started recording, but, yeah, I, I definitely give it an eight. Yeah. As far as overall film, as far as a Leo film's concerned, oh yeah, I also give it an eight. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like his like sixth or seventh movie that he did. My thing with Leo is that I feel like he only gets better. Yeah, he only got better. Yeah, you know, even do you ever see Blood Diamond? Yep, 
That's a great movie. Yeah. That's an that awesome That was movie. 2006. Yeah. Oh. But, but yeah, I mean, overall, I agree, the movie room, we give it an eight. We'll give it an 8.2. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <sighs> we'll go in the middle. 8.25 because you think eight, eight and a half. I think eight. Yeah, I just really like this movie. It's really good. Yeah. One of one of the best, like, adaptations. Totally. Of something, like, yeah. historical event that's think, happened. Wasn't he in the movie, Frank Abagnale? I and think like so. a scene or yeah scene? he was probably like a waiter or something yeah he was something i think he was in it but like i think he was also on set i feel like he yeah he was on, on he was on the set when they were filming yeah i think so but he loved that leo played him i know i would if it was me yeah here's there's a picture of leonardo and frank abagnale that's awesome dude yeah overall we give it an eight um that's pretty much it for this episode of the movie room podcast thank you for listening thank you for listening share 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 this podcast don't not share you need to share yeah don't you not share if you not share then how are we gonna share you know (laughs) sharing is caring people this has been iCarly follow us on Instagram at movie room pod I'm at Nico underscore DeMarco 115 I'm at uh, I'm underscore Danny underscore Beaster gotta change that to something different because it's too damn long. Eh. Yeah. It's good Good for me. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a like, leave us a review, share, 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 Please tell share. a friend, tell an enemy if you didn't like it because they will gain your trust more. Yeah, they will because they'll love it. Because they'll love it. <laughs> if you have any business inquiries or requests, we have another request, oh. by the way. It was from Steve. Steve. Steve, Hi, Steve. Fritz, my boy. He loves the show, he says, and he requests the burbs. The burbs? Yep. So, Steve, we're going to do the burbs just for you. Steve, think, what's his name? Steve what? Steve Fritz. Wait, is he the guy? JPP. JPP? He's the man. Shout out to you, man. I got to go to JPP more, man. Gotta you got game deals. Way better than GameStop, that's way for sure. Better. Way better than GameStop. Yeah. Come on now. JPP, sponsor us. Yeah, we should, you know what we should do? We should just try to get our own franchise at JPP. Right? Open up down here. All right. All right. Steve, get on (laughs) this. Steve, get in on this. All right. All right. If you enjoyed, movieroompod at gmail.com for all requests. And don't forget to share. Don't forget to share. We're going to keep telling you. (laughs) Please share. This has been the movie room. Smudge says share. Smudge says meow meow share. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. Thank you for listening. Peace, love, prosperity. Oh, happiness. Oh, all right. The pursuit of happiness. Little respect. Just a little bit. (laughs)